why hello from coronavirus isolationville madison and myself maria got together over the zoom of course not in person to record you this episode on how we are planning on maintaining our mental wellness and hopefully not cussing at our children let's go welcome to the wash your mouth out podcast power pleasure and parenting we are stigma smashing feminist parents creating a new narrative put in your earbuds this is for you only this is the place to be entertained empowered inspired and feel seen while you're raising small humans wash your mouth out we are your hosts moraya malott and madison young wash your mouth out Oh my gosh, welcome everybody to Wash Your Mouth Out podcast. We are shooting this one from the hip. Uh, Madison (laughs) and I just wanted to to come in and uh, bring you uh, a little bit of uh, wisdom that we have honed in the past from being at home with kids, working from home with kids and educating kids at home. Uh, we both have experience with all those things um, to some extent. And uh, we are just going to kind of go through what's maybe working for us right now, what's worked for us in the past. And uh, maybe there should be lots of cussing in this episode because, damn, what oh a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. I just keep on saying, like, I hope you're okay in these strange times. I, yes. like, I don't even know what to call it anymore. Yeah, I know. So I just, odd I find myself doing weird things. Like, I don't, I'm not a drinker, uh, and I'm not drinking alcohol right now, but I also don't usually drink, my body doesn't do great with, like, random sugar, so I don't usually drink soda. And we had this very extremely small, almost not really birthday party, birthday party for my daughter yesterday. And I had promised root beer floats. And there was, so I had this root beer in the fridge. And last night I was just, I was just drinking this root beer. And I just felt like this is (laughs) the end times because I do not sit down and drink a root beer. (laughs) This is so right. weird for me. Yeah, completely. <laughs> completely. Yeah. Have you been doing anything weird that you usually wouldn't be doing? Um you know, I I <laughs> I feel like all week. So I guess it's been like a it's been a full week for me of yeah, like a week and a day now that we've been social distancing. And, um, I, I just, part of me feels still so in shock. Like I, I feel like I've been for the last year and a half or so really building up my mindset of like, um, badassery and like, I can conquer the world and let me slay this and slay that. And, and I'm like, what the fuck like I don't (laughs) even know I'm like you just took all my resources away from me like where's my magic feather I've uh I feel like I've been doing a lot of exercises and I've been meditating every day um I uh I generally meditate more like once a week, even though I would like it Mm -hmm. to be a daily practice. Like I sometimes do a walking meditation, but I've been carving out time every day to do, um, guided meditations just for, for grounding. Like, I just feel like it's been super essential. Um, and, um, so that's, that's something I guess that's, newer and I I'm spending an absurd amount of time. I want to try, I need to create some boundaries for myself, but definitely, um, I, I, you know, I've gone through periods of total unplug and I, I limit my screen time. Um, and I've, I've like 
been on my phone and doing 10 times the amount of screen time that I generally do because I feel like I'm just reaching out for connections so much. Yes. I notice I'm posting on Facebook all of the time, which I had stopped doing pretty much at all on my personal page. And it's like, whoa, all of a sudden I just feel the need to just be there because where else am I going to be for social interaction, you know? Right. So it's just really weird because I had gotten so uppity about it. Like, oh, I really hate this. And it's taken, it it was taking up too much of my time and it's not really helpful for anybody. And now suddenly I, I feel like, oh. It's actually very helpful for me right now just to feel yeah. like I can talk to people. Um, the other things that are have been kind of what you said about meditation, I actually have the same kind of thing going on where um, even though I fully want to say that I agree 100% with all of the memes going around that are saying like, you don't have to be a badass right now. You don't have to complete your book right now. You don't have to, um, you know do all the exercise videos that are now online free for everybody. You don't have to like be productive with this time. I agree with all of that. Um, same for, you know, you don't have to be suddenly turn into a schooling parent at, at this particular moment. Um, but at the same time for me, I knew right away, like the first, even just the first couple of days of specifically being isolated, I realized that my mind was not going to do so well unless I I created something that could kind of anchor me. And I didn't really want to schedule because I don't do well with them. But I decided that what I thought could really help my mental state was exercise. And you've been an amazing exercise maven lately. And I just like watch you and watch your Instagram, um, your little Instagram videos in the morning. Um, And, you know, I've always thought, oh, I wish I could do that. You know, I've got my one dance class per week and then I have my dance parties and uh, take walks, you know. But what I decided that needed to happen is aerobic exercise and that that was probably, I had already, I had gone into this thing kind of already in a bit of a depression and I was just starting to kind of like figure out how to treat it and got real worried those first couple days. And I do know that, you know, I think just from a lifetime of listening to people tell me what helps with anxiety and depression and loneliness and, um, all kinds of challenging feelings really are the endorphins of exercise. Yeah. Um, And strangely, I have now been on this, uh, I'm, I'm the opposite of a creature of habit usually. And now I have aerobic exercise two or three times a day. And that is like the one thing that I'm making sure that I do. And all of a sudden it's like easy because there's not a whole lot else for me to do. Um, and, and, uh, and so that's been amazing because not only that, but also uh, we're taking our vitamins regularly every single day. And that was something I had always gone, oh, I wish I could be that kind of a creature of habit. And now I exercise and take my vitamins every day. And I really truly wondered if I needed therapy specifically to help me figure out how to have positive habits because I'm, I, I'm so like, I feel like my brain is like kind of one of those creative types is just kind of constantly like wanting to do new and different things. And so habits have just never worked for me and suddenly they are. And it's actually really exciting to go like, Oh, I'm actually capable of it. I just had to be like forced to stop doing so many different other things. Yeah, moving our body is so important right now. I'm, um, (laughs) that's, I mean, I think it's something because we have been in the house so much that we're, we're really being very mindful about. I, I, I knew that I, I have anxiety disorder and I, I knew that, um, you know, two things that two of the 
key things that I, I really need are exercise and, um, and therapy. So I was like, I have, I have to be able to access those online somehow. So, um, like, and when I, it was last Saturday, like a little over a week ago that, um, I came home from my, from my cycling, my spin class and James was, and we, I was supposed to go into production in Joshua Tree and we had to cancel it. And I was like, fuck, what is that going to look like? And so I started doing, I, I think I probably said something out loud. So my phone knew that I needed, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so advertisements for this Obey Fitness. It's, it's O-B-E. Um, it's one of the many platforms that are out there, but I've been really digging it. Um, OBE fitness. Um, and I've been doing their classes. They have, um, yoga and meditation, but they also have different hit classes and sculpting classes and cardio classes and dance classes. And they also have, um, different classes for kids, uh, dance and hit and, um, different classes for kids. So oh, great. We're, we're actually making that part of, um, my oldest kiddos, um, homeschooling is, um, is a daily workout. So we're all doing that as well as still going out to the parks and playing chase and running around and stretching our legs, uh, which is interesting at the parks to see everyone keeping that six to 10 feet distance from each other very Mm -hmm. strategically. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad to have found that and put that in place and, um, and also therapy. It's been great that, um, so many therapists are also, um, doing virtual sessions. Although I like the therapy I do is somatic and yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. And it feels, it just feels different. So I'm trying to I'm trying to sort out, you know, is that nurturing enough or do I need to change the type of therapy I'm doing during this period or what needs to shift there? Mm -hmm. I think I've just decided that it's just going to be good enough. And then I'm trying to like use other kinds of like body centered approaches uh, in other times of the day and week. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I mean, it's, it's real difficult to do that kind of therapy right. <laughs> um, remotely, but it's probably best to just like stick with the same situation um, for me at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think mental health is, um, you know, we're kind of starting to talk about it right now, but we've got this like gigantic physical health crisis, but I'm starting to get really worried about um, the impending mental health crisis for the country. That was where my head went right away with this of, of, of what that will mean or how many wonderful individuals will be impacted or what lives will lose, um, from, um, from being in this situation and, and, and isolation and, Mm -hmm. And not everyone has the same um, <clears throat> tech skills or ability to um, um, access technology in the same way that we do. Um, my younger brother has some learning disabilities and isn't really able to navigate um, technology. And yeah, so um, can connect with the sources that are supporting him. Yeah. So, and, and he also is in AA and is having some challenges now and yes. the fact that he can't make it to meetings now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to help him how I can in um, accessing technology, but um, you know, we all, we all have different um, accessibility to mm-hmm. technology during mm-hmm. this time. I'm also in a, um, a 12 step program and have always been, and a good, huge chunk of my friends are, um, 
And I just want to shout out to listeners, um, whether that's something that you suddenly decide you want to do right now or have been doing forever. Um, it only takes two people to have a meeting. So if it's hard, if it's hard to access the technology, if there's too many people in one of the chat rooms or the phone calls and you get bumped out, which I've heard happens sometimes, um, then, you know, find like the one person that you know is also in, even in a different program because the steps are the same. So, you know, to just like have a meeting with one other person, if you can't like get on Zoom or whatever, if you just have like a regular phone line. Um, That's a great idea. Yeah. And what about for kids? I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking so much about their mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, one of, one of the things that keeps going around just the last two days is like, if you can manage to like focus on your child's mental health, whether, mm-hmm. rather than like their, their academics, exactly yeah. what they, you think they need to be learning right now, that that's enough. And that is so absolutely true because yeah. every, everybody's going to wind up academically in a totally different place after this. You know, the kids who are all in my child's public school um, are going to have totally different amounts of access to support for learning. Um, and some will have none and some will have very scheduled learning days. Um, and so there's going to be, you know, it's going to be all over the place and there's no use in freaking out about getting, you know, a certain amount of learning done when really the children are picking up on our anxieties and having their own fears. And we really could be just focusing on what makes them happy, what makes them joyful. Absolutely. um, What makes them relaxed, you know, like you were saying, like exercise, meditation. Yes. And, you know, I mean, I think with at least the way that that we addressed and have always addressed homeschooling and unschooling. Right now we're in a, a, a forest school, private school um, that's all outdoors is, is the program that we're currently in, but we've done homeschooling and unschooling um, in many different variations before. And we've, we've always um, really created the curriculum based or if you want to call it that, or our daily flow based on what our kids are interested in um, and what they want to explore, you know. Um, <clears throat> so following their following their interests and the things that they're excited about, um, you know, it, it just even even if your kid is able to spend this time reading, if that's like really their jam. Um, giving them all the time in the world to read. Just imagine having like two months or, you know, a month or whatever this period of time is to sink into the books that really inspire you. And um, we're also doing letter writing. So every day my oldest kiddo is writing a letter to a friend um, in different, some are in in Portland where I'm based and some are um, in California and some are in New York and different. We'll have to maybe write a letter to you too. Um, Yeah, we're doing that. We're starting to starting that up. Yeah. So, you know, that, that um, gives the kiddos time to do work on handwriting and spelling. Um, We also use um, IXL, um, Mm -hmm. which is, uh, an online program, um, and we're we're really lucky because the the forest school that we're a part of has been putting together um, some assignments and things, which are things like sit spots where you go out and you sit out in nature for thirty minutes and you see what you hear and what you feel and what you're observing, and going to the same spot each day and seeing how nature around you is changing. That's amazing. I think that's what we're all being called to do right now. Yeah. Is, you know, just slow down in that way. I yes. think the, the reading thing is, is feeling so right to me. Um, I, Iris is a, like a, she's just a voracious reader. I think she's already now gone through her whole, um, her whole all of her bookshelves and reread everything already so then yeah. I have to get a reading app because <laughs> the, the library's closed right yeah. the bookstore so 
we are going to do some book trades with our neighbor. We have a, a, all the kids oh, yeah. are in our like block or two are all like around the same age. Um, and so we, we are going to do some, some of that. Uh, but it's just interesting. I, it's just, it's so, it's so truly bizarre because before this whole thing, uh, I remember saying to myself, all I want to do is have the time to read as much as my daughter does. Hmm. You know, I just want that kind of time. I actually do have that kind of time right now. Um, and uh, it's funny, just be careful what you ask for, but, <laughs> <laughs> right. but uh, you know, uh, read, reading during this time, I think is a beautiful thing. And uh, I was talking with uh, my friend actually on, I was just recording on her podcast, um, for Natural Mother Network, that uh, for those of, for those who are who, who are not used to teaching, not used to teaching at home, or don't feel called, you know, to really be a teacher for their kids, which I think is plenty of folks. Um, if they can read, that's enough, because yeah. there's so much to be learned in all different subjects from the reading, and mm-hmm. so much vocabulary that's taken out of that and spelling is learned by osmosis by reading um and so you know that that can just be enough in and of itself too but we're also doing the same thing with the writing as you are um because uh my kiddo's writing is in need of improvement um so we're kind of i'm just kind of focusing on the things that are in need of improvement and the things that she wants to do and just making sure that, you know, we're outside a couple of times a day. Yeah. You know, and, and you can be, I mean, if you have room in your backyard, you can be gardening. It's a great time to, to learn about that, about planting things, about Mm -hmm. how things grow. Or in an apartment, you can do really an herb really garden same thing if you have a balcony you can grow outside you can grow an herb garden inside yeah. you can order seeds it might take a little yes. longer to get things like that from from you know places that are selling seeds but if you do your one grocery trip a month or whatever you're gonna do you might be able to find seeds in those little twirling seed racks um, yeah. you might be able you might you know seed sharing is a thing too because usually um we and most things truth be told you can grow inside um, you can grow things in pots inside and just a little bit of sun. Um, you can even grow vegetables like that for the most part. So and you with can seeds, measure the sprouts, you can yeah. track that. Yeah. People usually only use like half the packet of their seeds. So like mm-hmm. call up some friends and say, if you have extra seeds, like just leave them out for us. We'll pick them up from the porch. Um, you know, it's, I, I think that, you know, growing some food right now happens to be spring growing some herbs yeah. right now growing something even inside if you don't have an, an outside space um and such cooking. a great learning yeah you know because that really integrates also science and math um and fractions and um i think is a also another and it's a, a really warm connected like skill building but also like is is and you're learning something, you're learning recipes, but it's also a great connection time. All of these things are, are wonderful times for us to connect with our children. We've definitely been doing the cooking thing. There's also another thing that brought up some fun math for us, which was um, we're also keeping busy by doing like a KonMari clean out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we did, I had read on this, clean out group that I'm in that people were doing before this whole whole hullabaloo they were doing um get 2020 things out of the house uh in 2020 mm-hmm. and uh I had decided when we first were told that our schools were going to be out for seven weeks I said let's see if we can do that in seven weeks and so we did like a a math problem okay well there's two of us so what if we each do half and um, how many days are there in the seven weeks? And then how, how many things would each of us need to get out of the house each day? Um, yeah. At that, and so we had to, you know, there's multiplication and division and all kinds of stuff. 
Um, so that was kind of fun. And that's, you know, another thing that can really keep you busy, not only just because um, going through things to get rid of them can, can keep us busy, but um, if, if any of you have done um, kind of cleanouts and organizing or KonMari with your child, you might notice that for children, it seems to be less of a culling and more of a, let me spend some time getting reacquainted with this one thing that I just <laughs> lost and suddenly I'm playing for a long time with my old toys that I don't want to get rid of. Um, so that can actually just keep them occupied while you work. <laughs> I've noticed. Oh, um, and also uh, one of the things we've discovered, which is something kind of new for us that I, I didn't know was really out there before, are these virtual field trips. Some are newer that are are online um but um like today um my oldest kiddo was looking at an egyptian exhibit at the louvre um yes <clears throat> which was super cool and there's a whole thing on google that's all arts and culture and they have everything from um like learning about street art in Paris and um, Banksy and, you know, all of these yeah. different really cool artists and looking at their art as well as different um, botanical gardens. And um, so, you know, get the outdoor time. And then if you need a pocket of, if you have, you're working from home and you also need some time to deal with your emails and to do podcasting you can set up um a virtual virtual field trip for your kids yeah i think that those are so great there it seems like there's so much of that going on there's actually somebody who i saw who was um living on a farm and and doing these videos to to show the kids you know um what like what it was like to grow food out there um and that you know seemed like a really awesome um option too um we're also doing just for social interaction. I kind of reluctantly at first downloaded the Marco Polo app um, mm. so that my kiddo and myself could send very quick little messages back and forth to friends. Um, and that has been really sweet um, just for the kids to be able to send messages to each other back and forth during the day. Um, and um, you know, we did our little birthday party. Uh, I was really, I was struggling so hard with the idea of socially isolating the kids, especially because the birthday party we were going to do was really, you know, aside from one other child was just going to be like the kids on our block. Right. Um, and I wanted, and the and we, we happened to be so, I happened to just be so lucky to have been enveloped into this um, group of of kids and parents that are all kind of take care of one another in our neighborhood, and the kids kind of run wild in the way that they used to. Um, mm. And uh, the idea of giving that up was just really hurting me. And eventually, then it became clear that you know it was going to be hard to control what everybody else was doing because some folks were like still going out and about, and it didn't quite feel safe. So. Um, that was hard to let go of. And we decided on this party that was like just, uh, well, first we decided that um, our landlord who is upstairs um, that we're close to their kid, who is basically my kid's best friend, that we would decide that we were a family for this time. And so that, that at least those two kids wouldn't be asked to stay away from one another because other families might, you know, I just have like the one and myself and other families might have like lots of people to interact with or a sibling to interact with. So I was sort of unwilling to give that up. So I, I know that people are single folks are starting to like move in with friends and figure out a way to have like your like one um, family member during this, even if you don't usually live with someone. And that feels really smart for mental health right now yeah. to me, for people to not be alone. Okay. Um, so we decided that, you know, there'd be this one other kid who's basically the sibling for now. And then um, the other closest kid on the block, we invited her over to. And I, we 
didn't do everything we were going to do for the party, but we had them sit six feet apart um, on chairs in the driveway. And I still gave them their a root beer floats and uh and then we had them uh do each try a chalk drawing of a rainbow unicorn which was the theme of the party uh and like very far apart from each other on the sidewalk <laughs> and it was great it was fine it was short and it was something yeah um, and the, I feel like the kids are so adaptable like they were just so yeah. happy to just do that you know it wasn't what we were gonna do but they you know if we make some sort of effort to to do something, you know, to create some sort of social um, interaction for them, whether it's like on the Marco Polo or on a Zoom with their friends from school or um, whatever. I think we do need to, to not lose sight of the fact that for the children's mental health, we need to figure out a way for them to have connection. I think that I still posted, I'm hoping this wasn't you because I feel like there's such a flood of of information that's coming through now, but it was um, a birthday party where people were actually driving by to say happy birthday oh. um, in, in the little neighborhood. They were like waving like from the cars and saying hello. And oh. I also, one of my um, friends in the, in the Bay Area um, posted a block party that was happening where everyone was like 10 feet away from each other and a band was playing but they're all like very spread out from each other and everyone is like out on the street um you know outside and have has it wasn't like a huge amount of people but it was like a, a little band and people spread out you know the same way that we kind of see at the parks right now yeah uh, <clears throat> And so, you know, I mean, I think that people are, are trying to figure it out and we're still trying to figure out like what exactly is safe. Is this exact, is this the exact <laughs> distance that keeps me safe? And what is, what does that even mean? Yes. Uh, you know, and if you're walking so and suddenly a bicyclist passes you huffing and puffing, right. are you getting their germs? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right? So true. It's yeah. so hard to know. Yeah. We just got to do the best we can, I think, and like yeah. not live in fear all the time. Yeah. You know, we can't like stop going out because a bicyclist might breathe on us passing by. Right. Yes. Yes. And sinking into that, that present moment. So uh, this is what I want to ask you um, for listeners, especially who have to work from home right now. Um, and then I can say something about this too. Um, because I've been to your co-working space in Portland at Vita, uh, which is like such a beautiful, amazing resource. I, I'm imagining that that's closed now. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, so how are you getting a little work done at home? What are your tips and strategies for that? Even from before, if, if not now. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> Today is kind of our first day of attempting to get back to work because um, we all last, uh, so yeah, it was like last Sunday that we started social distancing and then we, we were trying, we were in a little bit of a panic mode and we were like, what's the next step? What do we do? What does this look like? Um, and, uh, and we decided actually to get an Airbnb in Mount Hood, which is about 90 minutes away from Portland. And it was like this secluded, gorgeous um, house that was surrounded by deer and wild mm. turkeys. And Such a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. So um, that actually felt so nourishing. I wish we could just rent it for like a month or just be <laughs> there because it feels, it feels less um, it felt less isolated to me to be surrounded by nature versus I'm the kind of person that likes to be in the middle of everything, but now I'm in the middle of everything, but can't access anything. Um, you know, like, it's like, I'm so close to all the cafes and restaurants and, um, resources, but none of them are actually, 
um, yeah. there anymore. You know, it's, it's the psychology of where you are. Like you, if you're out there, you, you can't be doing any of that anyway. So you're not going to be exactly. here for it. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of treated last week like our spring break and we really just focused on gathering our resources and putting some things in, um, in place and putting together our schedule and our, our daily flow um, and, and spending time with the kids and nourishing each other. And, um, and then we've returned to Portland and now is uh, <clears throat> our first day um, back to whatever the daily grind is. Um, and uh, the way that we've currently set it up is um, my, uh, my husband and I, we've decided uh, I'm taking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from eight to four as my work hours. And then, um, and he's watching the kids and implementing their homeschool flow um, and routine that we've put together and where that I put together. <laughs> and, um, and then on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm um, facilitating that and taking care of the kids and he's um, working. So we're taking shifts um, there. And I mean, it, it is, it's definitely hard. Like right now I'm sitting in my bed. I don't really have a designated uh, work area right now. I'm um, in bed too. <laughs> like my new, which I, I don't think is healthy probably for sleep. <laughs> I know you, the it's sleep not, expert, you it's probably not. don't recommend this. Yeah. Um, and like, usually I, I don't have an office really either. My apartment's gorgeous, but it's yeah. small. And, um, and so I usually sit at the kitchen table, but, um, I need to be for this. I, for a lot of work, I kind of need to be in a different room. Um, yeah. since they're, also, there's my like kids are on the, on the lower level right now. So I need to kind of be on our, on upper. our second our upper floor. And, um, that's really just the bedrooms. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I need to kind of sort out what that looks like because yeah, Vita, um, the co-working space I'm a part of is super gorgeous and super inspiring and there's a great community and I was really feeling, um, and they're, they're kind of sorting out things right now too. There were, uh, I know they're starting to offer a virtual co-working space and yeah. I've seen several of my friends doing this as well. Yeah, mine too. Where you Zoom together and that way at least you're kind of working together and there's some, um, and having like a, a happy hour, even if you're not drinking, like, you know, someone's yeah. drinking, someone's having ice cream, whatever mm -hmm. you're doing and have social hour at least once a week. Some people are doing it every day. I think it, <laughs> it's sort of like that, like hold, holding you to like, do what you say you're going to do, whether it's be social or work. Right. Rather than just like stare at the news or stare at your yeah. leg. Because <laughs> you know? like, it's so easy right now to just like space off and do nothing. Yes. Um, but I am, I'm trying to, um, you know, I think that we all should be really gentle with one another right now and not expect like this just happened and transitions take time. Um, so not forcing yourself to, you know, or being hard on yourself if, if you're like having a challenging time discovering what your new normal or your new, um, workflow might look like and, and not being hard on yourself about how productive or how much you're exactly getting done. I know that during times like this, when my anxiety is, I know that part of my job right now is my mental health um, more so than ever. And I know that it's going to take up more of my work time. And so the actual um, <clears throat> work that I output might look like less in order to um, stay grounded and centered during that this time. But I know that that's really important work for 
me to write and for me to create and for me to do the work I'm doing as well as parenting. Absolutely. I think we all need to focus on that first and foremost. So yeah. it's kind of turned into a podcast about mental health, which is great. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fucking fantastic. Like that's totally what we need to be doing right now, first and foremost, just as you said. It's the most important thing. Right. I wanted to throw out some ideas for, for those of us who don't have help at home uh, and like one parent or, um, or when two parents are trying to work. Uh, which I know is definitely the case for a lot of families who are like, they have their children at home and both parents are trying to work online right now. It sounds like utter chaos, Um, but it's happening. And so one of my weird little tricks, I don't know if you've ever used this one, Madison, is to, um, I think there's some amount of conditioning that we need to do of our children uh, in order for them to give us space now that we're all kind of crammed together all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we, we do need to, to set some boundaries in terms of, you know, there are certain times we can't talk that kids need to figure out how to do something to entertain themselves um, so that we can, even if we're not, you know, trying to get work done so that we can just like breathe or meditate or do our exercise or whatever it is. But for me, I actually learned through the process of doing this podcast and editing it that if I, instead of using my little earbuds, if I put on my big headphones, Mm. I can condition, I have conditioned my kid to um, know uh, very easily that that is the time when I'm not to be interrupted unless it's an emergency. The do not disturb sign. It's, yeah, it's, it is the do not, do not disturb sign. And it is so smooth. It just goes so smoothly. They're either on or they're not. I can have them on so I can meditate. I can have them on while I'm exercising. (laughs) Um, I can have them, uh, you know, I can have them on when I'm working, but I'm really not listening to anything at all. It's just, uh, it's like placebo, you know, but it's, but it's just, it's just a sign that it's, it's my time and my space that I need right now. Um, and I just wanted to share that tip because it's been so incredibly helpful for me over the last year, uh, because my kid does usually go to public school, but, uh, that doesn't mean that my work hours are like that. I often have clients, you know, in the afternoon and in the evening, um, here and there. So I, uh, I need to not be, be bothered during that time. And otherwise it, it, if I didn't create some boundaries around space and time, I would probably be asked for snacks like 500 times a day. (laughs) So that's another one is like making the snacks accessible um, and on kid level, like at least the healthy ones. Um, And right now we might be rationing the snacks a little bit. (laughs) It might be like setting a certain amount out for the day and when they're gone, they're gone. Um, cutting up fruits and vegetables and putting them on kid level in the fridge is something that I've done for years um, so that I don't need to be asked to get snacks. Um, putting like kind of keeping Montessori and putting like the dishes um, that kids can use like lower down so they can get their own dishes. Um, and do your, and I kind of decided to really double down on household chores um, for my kiddo. Because I was really deciding that this was a time to um, to feel like I had a teammate, like I feel like like the other person that lives in my house is my teammate, um, because we're going to be like uh, together a lot. And um, so I kind of doubled down on the chores. And it's like, oh, you know, I know that you know how to unload the dishwasher and fold your own laundry, um, but also I want you to wash your own laundry and put it in the dryer. Also. Uh, I want you to know how to load the dishwasher. Um, also, you know, I want you to do all the vacuuming one day and see what that's like. Um, but I'm definitely feeling like that's going to help me because when we're all home together, it's, I'm noticing it's just getting so messy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we're just like using this space constantly. And um, 
and I really need that help. So get, you know, actually asking for that help. Even really tiny people can actually do so much more than we think that they can. What, yeah. what kind of chores do you guys have at home? Um, well, I mean, I, so I have, I have a three-year-old and I have a now nine-year-old. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that my oldest has started to do now is laundry, which is amazing. <laughs> um makes me very happy um that she's able to do her own laundry um so that's very helpful um but also um making their both of them make their beds and do cleanup of their room and we have a a, a cleanup time um for my 3 year old um and uh and they get to ring the little um, bell. They have a, a little singing bowl that they get to ring when it's time for a cleanup. And then, mm -hmm. and then we, we'll clean up for like two songs. Like I think measuring um, cleanup in a number of songs is super helpful for us. Mm -hmm. um, because I know even for me, because sometimes I get overwhelmed <laughs> as well. And I'm like, okay, let's just clean the house up as much as we possibly can in two or three songs. Yes. And then wherever we are is where we are. Um, and then, you know, you feel so good. Even if you start an organizing project and you're like, I'm just going to like pump three songs that totally are my jam. And I'm just going to focus on this one area and, and, and you'll make so much progress um, in just that three songs. And you might even want to keep going. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's the, the, that part of like being like gentle with ourselves, right? It's like you, you can do like just a teeny, teeny bit of right. something. And you might feel like going more after that, but at least you've, you know, you haven't set the bar so high that you're going <laughs> to disappoint right. yourself. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that sounds so much like, like preschool, you know, like what a preschool teacher does. Like we have a cleanup song, we might have a certain amount of songs and, and then yeah. what the kids do is as much as that and everything else might get cleaned up later by a teacher. But, um, but you know, that's definitely how we do it. And the kids really need, um, although I, I'm agreeing with everyone saying, you know, just keep the kids alive and focus on their mental health. I think one of the ways that we support our children's mental health is um, predictability for, yes. for their sense of safety um, yeah. and security. And so, although, you know, we don't have to have everything time scheduled to the minute, um, even, you know, older kids and younger kids need to know what they're looking forward to yeah, um, and what to expect in their day. So even if it's not rigidly spelled out, at least if we keep, I, I just keep, I recorded a, on um, facebook.com slash savvy parenting support, uh, I recorded a like a tutorial on gentle discipline and boundaries and structure for this time. And one of the things that I said was, you know, even if we just try and keep our wake and sleep times and our meal times around yeah. the same as before, um, that can be enough, especially for younger children, you know, that there, that there's something that's regular and predictable. Um, even if we just try and, you know, cause it's so easy this, with all this going on to have willy-nilly meal times and even forget meals and forget them until later or start eating meals you know really frequently um because we're bored or um you know going to bed really late or sleeping in really late none of those things are really great for our circadian rhythms which eventually will make us feel not so good um and so i think you know just trying to keep some sort of a rhythm and predictability for things for the kids to look forward to. Like, even if you can muster, you know, that there's one kind of activity, like every day after lunch, we do a big sensory play activity. Like, right. It's just something to look forward to. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think if you're able to, to sort out where you can do your work within that, within the day and just, and try to keep those set hours, I think it's comforting for us too. Like, you know, and just, and and let the people uh, let folks know like these are my hours and, and try to stick with those you know 
um, and, uh, and, and having that flow, you know, I, I, I agree that I, I don't especially like the word schedule. I, I, I like something like a, a daily flow or a daily rhythm. Um, and, and I know that, that if food, nap and sleep times are off, then especially with, with my, um, three and a half year old, who's still like finding words for all of their big feelings that, um, that it's not beneficial for any of us for our kiddo to skip a nap or to stay up an hour past their bedtime or whatever. Um, you know, it's, uh, it might seem like you're being, you know, the nice parents saying, sure, let's stay up late and watch movies. And, and, but it just, it, it, you know, I, in my experience, um, I can often, often, at least in our household comes out physically. I think that Uh, this kind of thing, which is usually, it's kind of a challenge that's always present in parents' life, which is like the short game versus the long game mm-hmm. in terms of boundaries and, uh, uh, and rhythm of the day, because we can go, oh, I'm so stressed out, or I'm having so much anxiety right now, or I just can't anymore. And then we go, I'm just going to allow X, Y, Z, you know, which is like something I usually wouldn't do, but we're just going to stay up, or we're just going to eat ice cream for dinner, or we're just we're just going to do whatever, or I'm just going to give in on the thing that I just said absolutely no to, right? Because <laughs> I just can't anymore. I'm done. And we say that, and we're really playing a short game. <laughs> like, we're really setting ourselves up for challenge in the future. Um, so I'm really trying to encourage people to try and think of the long game right now, because this really could last a very long time. And now's the time to set up like the best habits to protect your sanity rather and than I, like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I would say that I, something I noticed for my, myself as well is that the times when, when either myself or my husband revert to um, the short game are the times when we are not being totally present with our kids or we're trying to look at our, our phones or the news or, you know, and we're not connected there. We're trying to do something else or that our, our vessel is stressed out and empty, um, that, that we haven't been taking care of ourselves. But if you're able to kind of create some structure for yourself of like, I'm just going to look at the news during these hours and try not to like process what's going on in the world while attempting to put my kids to bed or whatever. Um, then I think it, it helps us to make more grounded decisions and in keeping with the, the, uh, the structure container that we've created. Yeah. Because it can be such a cycle, right? We can go, Oh, I'm just going to give on and give in on this thing right now. And then whatever, I'll deal with it later. But then that kind of behavior might lead into now I can't make the, now I can't set the the right boundaries for myself the following day, because now I have a really long, thank you child. So because we went to bed so late, right? So it's like, we think we're going to like catch up and fix everything everything later on. But then sometimes that does not allow us to actually do that self-care. So um, any way that we can kind of interrupt that cycle and just try our best, you know, early on, especially in this or early on in this um, isolation to, to get with this better with them. I think that we're all going to be happy that we did that. Well, I mean, this was a good talk. I think we um, kind of just willy-nilly went into what we think is going to help our mental capacity with parenting and isolation right now. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? Um, <clears throat> no, I think I think we've we've hit quite a quite a bit. Or maybe one one other question is: so if you feel like 
if our kids are experiencing any anxiety, which they probably they are are likely their barometer is is maybe slightly off kilter with with the way things are and what we're experiencing. Um, what what are some ways other than that predictable rhythm that we can help our kids to feel more grounded as well? Um, I know for my youngest, uh, once once all of this started coming up, that we've had um, <clears throat> that we've started to have some. Um, uh, some nighttime accidents and peeing in the, in the bed, mm, mm-hmm. um, again, um, when that hadn't been happening for several months. Um, and I know in the, in the past from my first kiddo that major transitions or, um, stress or can sometimes affect that. Um, what are ways that you find, especially for, for younger kiddos um, that, that, that might not be able, that won't necessarily grasp um, exactly what's going on. How do we keep them grounded? Well, one of the things that you just, I think that you just said was, um, you know, that the younger kids don't have as many words for their feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that our culture likes to tell us um, kind of overtly and covertly is that we should keep our, our big feelings to ourselves when something mm-hmm. challenging like this happens. Um, and really the opposite is true. Um, because kids don't have the language necessarily to talk about what they're feeling on their own and what they're feeling coming from you, like energetically, mm-hmm. e- even if you're not saying it. Um, and so I always think that the best thing is to, within reason of like language that they can attempt to understand, um, to talk about the basics of the feelings that we're having right now and to show it in our face. And when you notice your child having challenging behavior, you can ask if maybe they're experiencing some of the the feelings that you're experiencing right now. Like, do mm-hmm. you, do you feel nervous in the way that I've been feeling nervous right now? I've been feeling nervous about, you know, how weird it is to not see our friends that we usually see. And that's been making me feel nervous. That's been making me feel a little sad. And so we can just, you know, um, use, we can expect that our children are going to have more meltdowns than usual. We can expect that their behavior, although it'll still be age appropriate, we can expect that it's going to be extra. Um, we can expect, you know, some of those accidents like you're talking about. Um, we can expect for, you know, yelling to suddenly happen if, it, if they haven't ever yelled at us before. All kinds of things will be new and different. And, of course, we want to just be compassionate, but we also want to model good talking about our feelings. Mm -hmm. And not only waiting until they're having a challenge to offer up some words for feelings, but also even when they're not acting like that and not talking about it to just, you know, if you notice you're having a big feeling, like just sit down and like say it out loud. Wow, I'm, I'm having all these feelings of anxiety right now and it's making my body feel kind of shaky or you can... You can help them learn to associate um, uh, names of feelings with bodily sensations so they can start to pay attention to those things too and have language for that. Like we can sit down and talk about our feelings as they, re- as they relate to uh, feelings in our body and say, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to take a couple deep breaths because I'm feeling anxious about not seeing my regular friends and not being able to go and work the way that I usually do or not being able to go exercise where I usually exercise. And I'm feeling just stressed out about being in the house a bunch. And so I feel my, I feel like a tightening in my chest. And that makes me know that I need to take a couple of deep breaths and maybe um, now I'm going to lay on the floor and do this chest opening yoga pose. So we can model talking about the feelings 
relating the, the mental feelings to physical feelings, and that we can um, set a good, ex take care of ourselves while out loud setting a good example for how to take care of ourselves. Um, so like, you know, you're feeling a feeling, vocalize it, talk about it, show what it looks like. And then what is the next, you know, not how to totally fix it, but what would be a next best step to try and feel better? Um, so that's what, what I would say in terms of, you know, the kids stress right now, but you were talking about grounding, which you're already doing with the kids, which is something that I mentioned too, which is just get outside as much as possible. You might even want to do like, if you find a safe enough place to go barefoot a little bit, um, mm -hmm. just to really be with the earth. Um, I think is really helpful and to be with the earth without our devices mm. um, and to be like on kid level and like interacting with them while we're outside so that they're really getting that combination of love and um, support and feeling um, out in nature. I think that um, that is really going to help them. But uh, definitely hiding our feelings from them, it doesn't work because they, they feel us no matter what. And just extra Great. compassion, extra compassion, because they're going to they're gonna lose it more than usual probably right now. That's so helpful. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So um, maybe we will do this again. I, um, I, uh, I don't know. Oh, what's going on with the podcast? But <laughs> I'm going to be editing some of our back. I'm going to be editing some of our backlogged podcasts um, because they're just going to be fun and lovely to listen to for a little bit yeah. of distraction for us right now. Um, so uh, until then, until the next one. Thank you, Madison. It's so good to talk to you. Thank you, Maria. It's great to hear your voice. Goodbye, listeners. You can do it. We believe we in you. you. We love you. Love you. Fists up in the air. Yeah, we're doing it. Making it work. All right, bye-bye. If you want to join us in fitness for our sanity, uh, you can uh, do what Madison's doing, which is over at obeyfitness.com. That's O-B-E-F-I-T-N-E-S-S.com. I am doing classes over at the Academy of Burlesque.com. I am doing my favorite, favorite ever Zumba class that happens there. Um, as well as I'm doing a floor work class that's a little bit on the raunchier side. Um, and going to have lots of fun with the classes that are coming up there with my friends. Um, I am also doing. Um, about to start a ballet with sound bowls meditative ballet class with my friend Lily Verlaine and that will be on Crowdcast but you can go to Instagram and find her L-I-L-Y V-E-R-L-A-I-N-E and uh, that's where we will be exercising so please join us and if you want to support us through our work remember that Madison just put out an amazing set of films uh, that's a web series called Fragments. It is over at our friend and partner lustcinema.com um, and that is under directors slash Madison dash young and you could probably find it through searching around on that site too. There is amazing uh, feminist porn on that site and we really want to recommend that if you're needing something like that, you go find Madison's work at lustcinema.com or any of the other amazing films there. Um, you can also remember that Madison has a great book called The Ultimate Guide to Sex Through Pregnancy and Motherhood, uh, wherever your books are being sent to you from. And Madison wants to invite you to her amazing course. I'm, it's I'm actually doing this course right now, um, which is on how to write a book. It is called Written in the Stars, Writing Your Book in Just 12 Weeks. Um, so look up Written in the Stars and Madison Young, uh, and that will get you 
Um, right now, just for this social distancing discount, you can do that for only $49, which is absolutely amazing. So if you feel like doing a book, writing a book right now, now is the time to jump on and um, get your little bookie butt kicked by Madison. Um, and as for my work, I'm also offering uh, an amazing discount right now. All of my online courses for gentle sleep for babies and toddlers, um, my courses for sleep and gentle discipline and potty learning are all under $20 right now. So you can just go over to SavvyParentingSupport.com. That's S-A-V-V-Y, ParentingSupport.com. And also, I happen to be doing um, this thing I've never tried before, which is pay what you can for my consulting services for um, sleep and potty and gentle discipline and also for picky eating or anything else you want to talk about and get support from me on. So the packages that you find on those sections of my website will be pay what you can so all you have to do is email me at morea m-o-o-r-e-a at savvyparentingsupport.com or find me on instagram at morea malat m-o-o-r-e-a-m-a-l-a-t-t you can find madison everything that's going on with her right now will be over at the real madison young on instagram Take care. You've been listening to Wash Your Mouth Out Podcast. You can find us on the web at washyourmouthoutpodcast.com. Come follow us on Instagram at washyourmouthoutpodcast and on Twitter at mouthoutpodcast. If you love this podcast, we need your help. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month or for more, get some cool prizes from us. Please go and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash wash your mouth out. Thank you. Wash your mouth out.